Welcome to this episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. I am so excited because we are joined today by Michael and Crystal, the co-founders of Infinite Activation. They help entrepreneurs level up to create more holistic abundance in 28 days. Folks, if you don't know them yet, I promise you will get to know them throughout this episode. I have had the pleasure of, of getting to know them uh, by way of a mutual contact, and I just fell in love with who they are. I always talk about the, the synergy that is created when a couple is doing things together. It's not two people. It becomes exponentially much more powerful. And you're going to get to know why I say that today, because these are two amazingly beautiful, generous people who are doing it together and doing it right. So please help me welcome Michael and Crystal. Hi, guys. Aloha. Aloha. And I'm thank so you very much. For, yeah, thank you for the kind words. And we love you too. Yeah, we love you so much. I am so excited to have you here, guys. They're they're busy. They're on the West Coast. They're out in uh, in California. So even with the time change and with everything that they've got going on, which you will hear throughout this episode, I am grateful for your time because I know that it is that it is everybody's tugging at you from every direction. So I am, again, just beyond grateful that you are here and you're going to be sharing. And, and like I said, folks, you're in for a real, real treat. So guys, I, I'm going to ask them because I want them to share the story so that you will come to understand the power of, of, of when the universe is conspiring in, in our favor, the way that it did for Michael and Crystal. So I'm going to ask you to start with the story of how Michael and Crystal became Michael and Crystal. Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. So I maybe could start with um, the story of me looking for my Mr. Right all over the world, traveling to 30 countries, traveling for 14 years. And Finally, I just gave up. I was like, it's just trouble with men. Men are just trouble. So I'm done with them. Like, I'm going to be happy living alone, doing my job, you know, um, having my passions and so on. I'll figure it out and I'm happy without them. And that was just like one month um, in the process and kind of uh, reorganizing and, you know, rebuilding, reconstructing myself, my life and everything as I was just coming out from a very um, uh, abusive and bad um, working relationship with a multimillionaire in uh, Mexico. So um, I decided that I don't want to even work with men anymore. Like I was just so done and uh, devastated. And just some years earlier, my dad actually passed away and uh, he had lung and liver cancer. And um, the kind of like uh, the departure was very like sudden. I didn't expect it. Like within a week, he was gone um, as we got to know. So it was a little shock. But I think um, my dad, who was mostly uh, kind of like distant and um, really struggled with alcohol throughout the, his whole life, was kind of as he got to the other side, was like, um, okay, I think Crystal it's enough for Crystal to have trouble with men. So let me step in and like kind of help, help her to guide her to the right place, to the right spot so that um, she would have a chance to 
find that um, special man for for her you know mm-hmm. and um, what happened was I started to connect with my inner family I believe that each one of us we have the inner child in a woman in a man and I had worked with my inner child in a child's wounds uh, for so many years then I started to work with inner woman as I was traveling to um, more and more to Hawaii and spending more time there on the big island And then I started to channel my inner man and my inner man was like, no kidding. He was like, Crystal, now you're going to travel to Mexico with one way ticket and that's it. And I was like, I don't have extra money. (laughs) And then my inner woman came on board and said, "Um, no problem. We will create this online product called Money Magnet. It's going to cost five euros. You'll sell 100 of those and you'll have your ticket. So no excuses. So... And I took it seriously, so I put it into the works. I sold 100 of those, uh, you know, magnets, wow. and I was on the way to Mexico. And um, this journey was really crazy. I fell in love many times before meeting Michael, and it was always leading me to this uh, really cute little fishing village close to Puerto Vallarta called La Cruz de Juanacatzle. And it's so cute. And they call it also like a crossroad, La Cruz, La Cross, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like crossroads of destinies and crossroads of hearts and stuff. And for me, that was like kind of, I felt that something very special will happen there, but I had no clue. So that was November 2014 when I was like coming back, you know, uh, really wounded from that bad um, abusive work relationship with that multi-millionaire And um, my friends were there who actually invited me to stay with them to figure it out because uh, it was difficult to find like a really good rental uh, space that time. Mm. And I stayed in a really cute little um, Mexican uh, culture center, which was actually put up and uh, organized uh, mainly by the uh, couple from England. So they, some time ago, actually built their own boat and sailed that boat from England to, you know, the east coast of uh, America with their little child, their girl, on the boat as well. And they recorded it as well. So um, right now, the documentary already also came out. So so that was such a fascinating story. But um, as I got there, the owner had just fallen from a ladder and broke his neck and got completely paralyzed, uh, neck down. So they had to reorganize their whole cultural center, how things were done, and they needed extra help. So I stepped up and said, okay, what do you guys need? What can I do? And I started to be his personal you know, um, healing uh, therapist as well, the water therapist. So we started to work with him and um, I stepped up and I took control of the social media of the center, doing all the photos and event organization and so on. And just one month later, Michael showed up in this uh, cultural center. Mm -hmm. He was not supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be there. And there he was um, (laughs) coming from his story. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be there. Um, yeah, it's uh, basically from 2007 onward. I had prior to 2007, I owned and operated five different companies, and I sold everything, jumped on my sailboat, and, and took off and went sailing. 
and really appreciating the the life that uh, I had. I had worked so much. I had almost killed myself and now I was out actually living it mm-hmm. and living life was good, but sailing in Mexico, the winters is perfect. The summers is hot and humid and, and nobody wants to be there, especially with hurricane season. Mm-hmm. So I went up to Alaska during the summer months and was helping a friend of mine with some guiding and, and other things. And before I knew it, uh, what started off as a six month uh, gig, I ended up running his companies for the next six years. And I had over 50 employees and, and, uh, you know, it was a four and a half month business. We, we had almost a million passengers per season in four and a half months come through our community. Wow. And I ran three of his companies and, and all that. So, um, it, it was, it was good. It was great. I love Alaska. It was a good experience, but I wanted to transition out of there because that wasn't what my purpose was in life. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to work that hard for some, for somebody, it was going to be me. Mm-hmm. So um, my then wife and I, we, we purchased some property down in California and we were transitioning back down there and going to sail and everything else. And during that transition, um, she had, she was working on her college, uh, second college degree and she had started it in Alaska. So during finals, which was in December, of 2015, I was at home and she flew back up to Alaska to get her, her, um, and take her finals. Mm -hmm. And when I was sitting in the office, uh, preparing something, I started to look for a picture to, to put into a profile I was doing. And I don't, to this day, I'm not quite sure how, how how it happened, but I clicked on a a picture and a picture of my wife kissing another man showed up in front of my face. So my world as I knew it changed. And this was in December of 2014. And um, I knew she was coming home. I wasn't prepared to deal with this face to face with her. Um, This was after 22 years of what I thought was a perfect marriage. Um, And at this point, she had decided that she needed to go live life and live life without me. So we started down that path, which took me to that cultural center in Mexico, because my boat was still down in Mexico, and that's this is where I went to go process. And that um, that time, my friends actually had another friend uh, staying, so it looked really like some you know um, movie set mm-hmm. because we were living um, in what I call like a gypsy um, you know penthouse right. uh, <laughs> on the top floor, you know, um, all on the same uh, kind of floor. And we didn't have doors. The door was just a sail. It was made out of the sails off our friend's boat. Up and down, you know. And uh, this friend from Austria was staying there. And we were all kind of telling him, you know, there is a room downstairs. You should stay there. You know, maybe you want to meet a nice girl or, you know, whatever, you know. Mm. And he said, no, he insisted that he wants to be all with us. So my friends as the couple, uh, me and him. So we were like, you know, quite crowded there, but he loved it. So, <laughs> um, so we were all there. And because of that, that one room, one room that available. was left. Well, yeah. I was down there. My boat was on the other end of town and all my friends were up at the other end. So I needed a place to stay. And in the wintertime, it's hard to find a place. And this was the only room that was available. And it, and it happens to be my friends that own the center. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think to check with him, but there it was there. So I said, okay, I'll be back. Uh, save the room for me. Before I left, though, while I was talking to them, there was a table beside us. And there was I could see four younger people sitting at this table. 
three of which I could see their faces, one whose back was to me. And I remember it distinctly. I remember feeling a presence while I was standing there. I couldn't, un- I couldn't explain it. This is not the first time things of this happened to me and I've always ignored them, but it was, it was very powerful. And when I came back to move into the room, it's at the time that my friends introduced me to Crystal that I realized that was the presence that I felt. She was the person sitting at the table. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was real powerful. And then Crystal and I got a chance to talk. Uh, we got a chance to know each other. We were both processing things. We became each other's support system. Mm-hmm. We started to, to help each other out. But it was a bumpy road. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It took almost a year to figure out, you know, uh, individually, because we both were healing Mm -hmm. and we were healing really kind of deep wounds. So Mm -hmm. we were helping each other in that healing. But we were also like, you know, in that uh, identity crisis, like, who am I? What do I want? You know, how do I want to rebuild my life and who is in it and who is not in it? And what are the conditions? So we were going like back and forth for quite a bit. And then in that process i realized like i'm the queen i don't want to be anyone's like rebound or backup mm-hmm. or whatever i'm the queen i have like you know so many life experiences i've had my own businesses i have two university degrees i'm smart i don't look ugly you know <laughs> so i'm a catch to any man so mm-hmm. i have to also act like the queen so yes. I sat down and I started to do something I call uh, self-declaration. So, um, you know, I, I kind of like sat down and started to think like, what are those conditions I would like my future relationship to have? And started to write it down like one, you know, sentence by one, you know. And um, one of the first things I put there was that when I meet a, a man who is married, still married when I meet them, they, uh, in case they want to approach me or have a relationship with me, there are only two possibilities. One is they get the written agreement from their wife that it is, is okay. So mm-hmm. they are in poly relationship, whatever. And then if not, then I would like to see that divorce paper. And that's the only two ways you can get, you know, uh, deeper with me. So, and that's what I did. So um, Michael had another process uh, going through before we got to the next step. Yeah, it basically, because I hadn't completed that that part of my life yet. I needed to get some closure or finalization. And because I'm not a quitter, I also need to make sure that there was nothing left. Uh, unfortunately, this wasn't the first time that something like this had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't hopeful, but I wasn't going to quit without trying. Mm-hmm. So I went through a short process of, of giving it the, you know, the, the, the try that it needed. And probably about a month into it, I realized that, you know, I, I can, I'm pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that even though she said she was trying, I realized she wasn't. In fact, I found out she was still seeing somebody else. Wow. So closure um, became the next step and went through that process. And it was pretty quick. It was pretty painless. And I will, you know, I'll never discredit the time that I spent with my ex-wife because all those things that I learned while growing with her over 22 years is part of who I am today. And out of the 22 years, 21 of them were, you know, really great years. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, Crystal is very grateful to her, not only that I turned out the way I did, but that she threw me away. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, 
um, you know, after after going through my process and and Crystal putting her self declaration down and everything else, we got back together again a year later, back in Mexico again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in and, the same center. So now yeah. nice. living in different rooms and sharing the kitchen and all the other common areas, we actually um, decided that okay. So um, now Michael had decided that um, his previous relationship is over. The divorce paper came as I asked, so it was like, okay, so this is going. And then I also knew that I don't want to just like jump into it, like as I've done like so many times and it's not sustainable. So I said like, Michael, let's have like love internship. So kind of like get to know, like, um, you know, are, are we really compatible? Like, um, do we have similar visions and mission in life? And can we like co-create together? Mm -hmm. And while we were there, we actually started to do this huge community movie night together. And um, more than 100 people usually showed up and it was such a success. And I was so surprised that, wow, there is a man who has similar ethics, is working so like truly and in detail and is fully showing up. Like I had never experienced such a man in my life. And for me, uh, the fact that, um, you know, uh, his ex-wife couldn't really see the kind of the king Michael was, I understood also that her story was different, you know, uh, she met Michael as she was like 19 or yeah, something. Yeah, right out of high school. So, and then Michael was the only man. So for me, I had just gone from one bad relationship and bad man to another. So I hadn't had the real, you know, gentleman experience at all, or if so, very, very little. So for me, this was like, oh my God, this is like the biggest jackpot, like not only uh, opening the doors, but the kindness of the heart and like the presence and co-creation and all of these things, which I had asked for so many years, it was finally there. And then we had this moment when Michael was going back to Alaska to finalize things for like four or five months. Mm -hmm. And I was going to Estonia and I knew that I had done this so many times before when we go different ways. And then suddenly I get on Facebook a little message. Um, Sorry, it's not working. I found someone else. Bye. Have a nice life. I'm, I'm like done. I'm like too old for that crap, you know. Mm -hmm. So I said, um, let's just sit down and let's write the co, um, co like, you know, uh, cooperation agreement or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And we did. Uh, that agreement is still valid till this day. It has five pages on it. So everything is kind of written out. We go through it once a year to see if we need to change something. And that gave me the safety and, you know, security that I have a man now who is not just like running off uh, the next person he's meeting at or whatever, you know. And um, it has made me feel even safer than, you know, later when we officially got married to get the ring and the rest of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, has been a crucial game changer and also um, to build this foundation and different kind of uh, relationship. And I think this is what is happening in the world. We have to really start to define what kind of relationships we want to, what kind of relationships work for us and what kind of relationships we 
really desire and then also you know put our effort into setting the boundaries like the self-declaration you know if you are not saying what works for you and what doesn't work for you so who does so mm -hmm. then people will abuse you and then the only person who is kind of responsible for it is yourself because you mm -hmm. haven't set the boundaries so yeah. so that was a huge learning curve and i think it was really good that Michael went also back to, um, you know, previous partner to finalize this. It was really killing me. It broke my heart into millions of pieces. I couldn't really believe it was happening because usually when men came into my life, they never went back to their previous partner. So that was mm. something completely new. I couldn't understand, but I also understood that I can't forcefully hold on to someone who has that, you know, unfinished business kind of feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. So I knew that if I let him go and if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And that's what happened. And that's also why we have um, a sustainable, happy marriage today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And she also um, kind of gave me kudos for, you know, not being a quitter. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the type of person that I am. And that was the type of person she was looking for. Right. And, right. and through this whole growth process, you know, we we developed the need to build our own individual platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize it at the time, but now that and and I've grown a lot since I met her um, to understand a little bit more how the inner family and that works. Our individual platforms is taking care of me. And if her individuals take care of her, I've always done that. I just haven't fully understood why or how or anything else. And to learn more um, because of her has been been great. But I, I, we both knew it. We both talked about it. We had to be strong individually before we could start to build together. Mm -hmm. We went through that process. And it, because of it, we're here today. Um, but one of the things that I think is real funny, and I still remember when we were sitting talking about it, uh, one night I remember looking at her and, and she, uh, um, I just love the way she looked at me. I could see the love in her eyes, mm -hmm. but I, I remember asking her that was she truly in love with me or was she in love with the idea of who I was or how you treat and me. how I treated her. Yeah. Because he was so kind and so gentle and so polite and I had never experienced this. So I was like over myself and you know kind of in the heavens like mm -hmm. this is almost like not real but uh prior meeting michael i also met um i started to meet more and more gentlemen and started to understand that that's actually how you know um the real men are i just mm -hmm. hadn't really met them and one of the reasons why it was really uh, difficult and challenging for me is because of my background i was born and raised in estonia and Estonia is a country, a small country, Eastern Europe, um, a very strong country. We have come up with so many innovations like Skype and TransferWise wow. and uh, many others. But um, it's also a country which has been taken over by so many countries like Germany, Russia, you know, Denmark, Sweden, and many others uh, over centuries. So what it did, it created a cultural environment where women were basically most of the time alone. Men were taken away to the war or sent to Siberia, or nowadays they are working in other countries to earn more money. So women are uh, home alone and handling, raising the kids alone. They kind of have been raising up with the idea that men are never there to uh, support you, 
to really, you know, um, uh, help you. So, and you can't really rely on them. And also they grow up with that bitterness, like I really need help. I really would like to have that experience, but there is no one there. So the children, especially boys, grow up with the understanding that um, men, there, there are no role models as men. So they understand that you will always be under the influence of a woman in your life, whether it's your mom or your wife, you know. Wow. So all these polarities, the masculine, feminine polarities were really like off, you know, balance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, I became this strong, independent woman, traveling the world, getting my higher degrees, doing my documentary in South Africa, you know, crazy stuff. All the time, you know, proving I am someone I can manage it all, never asking for help. And what happened? I started to attract only weak men mm. because um, no strong man can really fully come to that energy. It's like the polarities that does right. match, you know. And only when I started to go to Hawaii and started to work with my feminine and that polarity, which is more like kind of pulling energy in energy world, then I started to also attract men to me instead of pushing away. Because before I was just in like almost like the repellent, you know, like mm-hmm. a mosquito repellent on me. Right. I actually repelled the strong men because they, they couldn't be men with me. Right. So that was like uh, such a aha moment. And then a couple of years ago, when Michael came to Estonia first time, I was so excited to show him my country, my people. But I was also so scared because I thought like, oh my God, like what if he thinks like I'm like really crazy now, I'm like a real alien. (laughs) And then one of the uh, amazing um, revelations which came was like, you were there maybe a week and I have done lots of like uh, private sessions with my clients. And then you, I think you stopped and you asked me like, what's going on? Do you remember that? No. So all these people who came, mostly women, uh, mostly very highly educated, self, you know, yeah, really well, you know, look well, taking beautiful, um, intelligent, yeah, and all alone. Yeah, all single. So he was asking, what's going on? And then I said, this is our cultural wound. And I believe it's not the only country who has that. Uh, There are many other countries who have that um, uh, similarly. But um, then we started to, he started to really uh, see first hands on, like, oh my God, this is the thing. And as we were teaching there, um, as international teachers at the Tantra Festival there, we started lots of people actually approaching us and saying, we guys feel much safer to come to you because you are a couple. Yes. And you have that masculine, feminine energy, mm-hmm. which we see most of the people who are even working with Tantra don't have. And uh, we feel also much safer to come to you. Like we had this one lady coming to do a very like intimate session with Michael. And um, so she said, I had to choose Michael because I knew that I will be in a safe environment and nothing bad will happen to me. Wow. Very That's well. amazing. That's amazing. So, so one of the things which we have kind of uh, taken as a focus is also how to help to heal that imbalance of the masculine and feminine mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, and I, and I really appreciate you guys sharing the story because I think that as you, as you go through the story, so many of the, the tools that you've been able to 
create to equip your clients to be able to accomplish that holistic abundance that everybody desires, but that they can't seem to get to. You know, you talked about the agreement. You talked about that self-declaration. You talked about the importance of purpose. And, and I've heard you both speak before in trainings where you talk a lot about the importance of that masculine and feminine energy. And I think a lot of times we miss the fact that not only do we need that in our lives to, to, to be well-rounded and be holistic, but that our businesses and, and ourselves as entrepreneurs need to have that balance in check. So again, I am so grateful that you shared the story because it, it paints a very, very clear picture of, and I know that your clients get tremendous results. And, and especially that, like I said earlier, you working together really gives you a sense of, of bringing in the heart, bringing in the business savvy, bringing in all the years of experience in, in the coaching realm. And, and you, you, you've been able to create a product that really helps entrepreneurs reach not only that, that holistic abundance and the financial abundance and the business growth, but really to have that balance in their lives and yeah. be able to balance the feminine. And, and, and Michael, you said it, you hit it on the head when you said we needed to be two complete individuals before mm -hmm. we could come together. Yeah, I think that's yeah. something that a lot of marriages are not even aware. You know, you talk about completing each other. There's nothing wrong with that, obviously, but you need to be two self-sustaining individuals. And, in you know, and that, that extends outside of marriage. I mean, if you're right. working with a partner or co-creating exactly. with somebody, I mean, there has to be some form of balance, some form yeah. of, you know, strength on, on both parts. So uh, yeah. it's it, it's taken out much beyond that. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, a lot of these things that we talk about, um, a lot of times some people are maybe a little unfamiliar with it, um, but it's nothing new. It's been around, you know, in ancient times. Mm -hmm. What I find really cool about it and with the help of some very influential people, it's becoming more and more known. Mm -hmm. I just saw Oprah talking about something yesterday and it was talking about some training that she was somebody, did with somebody um, it was, a uh, uh, um, had talked about it. Uh, the guy that she trained with real, real famous guy about being present. And mm. she went and she started to talk to him about the things that he taught her. Uh, Jack Canfield, just the other day I saw him, he wasn't talking about inner family, but he was talking about a inner family member and the importance of that inner family member. You know, a lot of people will talk about inner child or inner man or inner, mm -hmm. but they don't really talk about inner family. But I mean, so there, people are beginning to understand it more and more, and it is a part of who we are and what we do. And the better we understand it, the better it will help us in growing ourselves and, and you know, providing for those people around us. Absolutely. It's, it's also, you know, the feminine masculine aspect, how it works, you know, the feminine is more like kind of mystical and invisible and, you know, out there it's information and it's the guidance and so on. And the masculine is the one which is creating the containers, which is helping to re realize things into the form in this world. And if you just take one, it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't work because it doesn't, you know, co-create. You need both of these, uh, you know, uh, polarities. So 
more you learn how to you know uh, connect with your inner world more you can influence your outer world and the contrary and more you become a master of the inner world more easier your outside world will be and then also you will have helpers you had no idea you had mm-hmm. who can actually help you in so many ways which um, you as a physical person or even other physical persons can't so yes yeah. if you become balanced and aligned within it makes everything else outside so much easier. Yeah. yeah. And I and I love and I and I think that that's one of the most important things and in the work that you do that people maybe don't know. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I want them to understand how we have an old way of thinking, okay? And and I know that there's there's an old pattern and we're stuck in our ways and that's generational. It comes down uh from generational and it's just the way that it's that it's been always. We sometimes it's so much so that we don't even question it. You know, I had a, um, a, a, an incident, not a couple of years ago, I was doing a road trip to New England. I wanted to finish the map of the lower 48, uh, before my 50th birthday. So I had, I had, I, my birthday's in September, April, I decided I wanted to do this and I had 20 states left to finish my, the, the continental U.S. map. So I was, I called it the summer of anywhere but here. I was just not home. It was <laughs> the best summer in my husband's life because I went by myself on most of these trips. So I was road tripping and at the time I drove a little, a little pink convertible Beetle. I still have the Beetle. It's just not Ew. pink anymore. And um, and I was headed up to New England. So I, I have a mastermind group that I facilitate. This was a Tuesday. And I it was getting near that time. So I pulled over in Virginia somewhere. And I was, I stopped in a Starbucks, got myself set up for my mastermind. And I noticed there's one person in the Starbucks and it's a kid, obviously in college, he's got books stacked up this high, working on some stuff. And the barista, you know, 6.30, 7 p.m., Starbucks are not that full. He starts, you know, sweeping the floor. And I noticed that when he's sweeping around the table of the kid that was sitting in front of me, he swept his feet. And I could tell how completely uncomfortable this kid got, right? And he just, he he was beside himself. He couldn't focus on, and he just kept looking around like he didn't know what to do. So to give him an in, I said to the barista, I said, because, you know, Latins are very superstitious and Cubans are extremely superstitious. So I said, dude, if you had done that to a Cuban woman, all hell would have broken loose in here. Because to a Cuban, I don't know if you know, but to a Cuban, if you sweep the feet, that means they'll never get married. So the kid gets up. It's bullshit. Okay, just so you know, because I've tried. Um, uh, So the kid gets up and he's like, yeah, man, you know, that's bad luck. and, And can you hold the broom straight for me? And then he actually got his feet and he like, almost like he was cleaning off the curse on the broom. And I'm like, dude, I come from a very superstitious family. And I've never even seen that. So can you explain it to me? So he tells me and I go, what's bad luck about it for you? And he was from some Latin American country. I don't remember now. And he said, my mother always says that that's bad luck. And I said, yeah, but what is the bad luck for you? Because for Cubans, it means you're never going to get married. And he goes, I don't know. It's just, I just know that it's bad luck. Mm -hmm. And I said, you, you've, you've never asked. (laughs) 
And he said, no, it's just in my house. You can't sweep the feet and it's bad luck. So we really, maybe his mom doesn't even know. Maybe that's the way the grandmother, you know, they passed it down. So generationally, and listen, that transfers into our business. So I want to talk a little, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your work with entrepreneurs. And I know that you can get people from that current state to that desired state faster than anybody I know. And and in 28 days, there's transformation. There's there's a difference. Can you speak into that that old way that we all have playing around in our heads and what you bring to the table to be able to help people see that there is a way to accomplish that holistic abundance that we all desire? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a great lead into it. And, and you know as well as we do because we were all part of the same program here just right. recently. Right. About doing things. It's not that the old way is bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's not valid. It, it's right. not valid. You know, everything is changing. Computers change. I mean, look at where computers have gone in just a really short period of time, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So there's always, you know, things are changing. We're always trying to make ourselves better. And if we don't learn new things to make ourselves better, then we're, we become stagnant. So through this process, the way that we think, Uh, more holistic um, healing background, more business, which is, by the way, how Infinite Activation came about. Mm -hmm. We pretty much combined everything and put it together. And also the word infinite is like, you know, invisible, invisible, invisible. That's taking the lead, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So what we've done is we've looked at the old way of doing things. And one particular that we're working with right now is the program that you talked about at the beginning the old way is, you know, if something's not working, people think, well, I have to work harder. I have to spend more time. I need to get more help. I need to, there, there's this thought process and it's not that it's wrong, but it might not be the most effective. And especially with go, what's going on in the world, a lot of these people may not be able to go out on the streets harder. So the, they are becoming more, you know, they're, they're doing things differently. More people online doing things nowadays. But, you know, if you were to take the work harder thing, um, you know, we've been there. We've gone out and we said, okay, it's not working. Let's just work harder. Work harder. Instead of 60 hours a week, let's do 70 or 80 hours a week. And, or get more certificates. Or, yeah. right. you know. And what we found is right. we're just killing ourselves faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things aren't working any better. We're, uh, we're actually making less money because – it may be the same amount, but when you add another 20 hours a week, that actual dollar amount goes down. So we've, we've reevaluated over years and, and we've decided that, you know, we need to look like one of the things we talk about is an abundance wheel, which is Crystal's baby. She put this thing together and we'll talk, we talk about that a little bit more, but if you are broke somewhere or something is stuck, it might not be what you're actually thinking it is. A lot of our clients come to us saying we don't have money or resources. or resources. And we look at that and says, okay, you know, where are you stuck? And let's look at that. Let's map it. Let's find it. Let's fix that. And then all of a sudden you end up with more holistic abundance. Mm-hmm. And we do this with the entrepreneurs that we're working with now. You know, we don't work smarter, not harder. I'm not a big fan of that, but I, I believe that that's, you know, a way of doing it. So when we have people look, we talked about looking within just a little bit ago, look within, start working with first and foremost yourself or selves, plural, because there's more than one of us inside your inner family. Um, That's, that's one relationship you need to start working with. 
start working with relationships with others. You know, uh, maybe they're having trouble, you know, getting new relationships or maintaining old relationships or, or working with the, you know, working with themselves, but relationships in general. Um, we want to help guide them to look at these areas. We also, um, you know, kind of look at, you know, the um, health. health and wealth. There's a direct correlation to your, from your health to your wealth. So that's something we talk about. Um, then life purpose. Life so, purposes is huge um, and your believe, life mission. Yeah, we believe there are more than one life purpose each one of us has. So it's connected to our talents. And then if you get all of this going, also uh, go through the sexuality, sexuality, relationship, health, uh, life purposes, and one life mission, then the result of all this will be holistic abundance. Absolutely, which is what our ultimate goal is. Mm -hmm. So abundance is not only money, it's mm -hmm. time, it's attention, it's love. Um, it's the sunshine, it's yeah, the blue sky, it's, it's the water, the it's air. abundance. So yes. we don't want just more money, we want more holistic abundance. We want more time to spend with friends and family. We want more time to go do things. We want better relationships. You know, we want, you know, we want, all of this mm -hmm. and also i remember this one story when i was like i think around 20 years old someone i don't remember who but told me that crystal if you want to be happy the one thing you need to do is like figure out what you love to do and just start to do that and in my mind i thought this can't be just that simple like i've been told you know you have to go to university and you have to do this and you have to get the job and you know a house a car you know all those mm -hmm. things you know and I kind of started to go that route, you know, going through two universities and stuff. So, but um, I pretty fast figured out that, wow, this, this is true. Like if I f figure out like, what is it I love, I feel passionate about. And then I really work with this as a craft. And then I also connect with my self value and connect that to what I love to do. And I put like kind of, you know, it all together into a package or service or product, what people need. Then I actually um, will have not only enough food on my table, but I will also actually not only survive, but also thrive. Yes. And yes. I think we are all here to thrive. Mm -hmm. Your podcast is saying, you know, uh, dreamers succeed. So um, yeah, we're we're not put on yeah. this earth to work nine to five and not enjoy life, not travel, not you know do all this. We're yeah. put here to yeah. enjoy the life that we've been given. Yeah. Exactly. But so most people, when they come to our programs, also we actually like uh, one of the questions we ask oftentimes is, what do you desire? What do you want in life? And then they have maybe one or two sentences there. And then I also ask oftentimes like, you know, what is it you don't want? And it's like four or five pages. Right, yeah. right, so right. There is right. no like, you know. Um, That's out of balance. Yeah, it's not a miracle that you have more of what you don't want in your life if you don't give any attention or thought to that. So right. if you want to create a different future. You have to change you, your mindset. Yeah, you have to start with that. Like, okay, figure out what do I want and how. And make I, that this list a lot bigger than yeah. the other list. Yeah. And I, I actually uh, went through like a real hardcore test with this uh, while I was in South Africa and um, I was filming my documentary and I only got the cover um, for like half of the time um, with funding. And I knew that this is my life purpose, one of them and a universe. I demand you to help me mm -hmm. <laughs> to figure it out. So 
as I was there halfway through, all my money uh, dried up and I was like, okay, what now? I will die, you know, of starvation because I don't have a banana tree next to me, you know. And then I figured out, you know, situations were coming. I was invited to do a meditation during a workshop. I got paid. I started to do community spiritual events and I started to do online consulting uh, spiritually with my clients. And some people also just donated money for my documentary. So I went through that whole process and I realized, oh my God, I did it. I did what I love and mm -hmm. I got paid for I it. Love it. <laughs> and not only, I was really having fun doing mm -hmm. it. And now I've created something extraordinary, uh, which most people at the time at the university had no desire or courage to do. I did a movie about, you know, angel belief in South Africa and entrepreneurship and how they all kind of came together. And they, everyone said it's not possible. And I did it. So amazing. <laughs> amazing. Really cool. And amazing. one of the things she, she kind of highlighted it, but I don't know if it was caught. There's a difference between a life mission and life purposes, plural. Mm -hmm. You can have many life purposes. She had many through this that drove her into that life mission. Mm -hmm. So we can have multiple talents, multiple gifts, multiple life purposes, all funneling into that life mission. And it's important that people are, you know, living and experiencing these life purposes for ultimately their life purpose or life mission. It's not that we're saying, you know, throw in the towel, don't do your nine to five, don't do what you, mm. you know, to get there. Uh, what we're saying is, and Oprah said this the other day, um, the other day, meaning in a, in a quote that I found, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have to do what you uh, need to in order to do what you want to. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, if y your life purposes are now a hobby or something that you're just learning to bring out an experience, do what you have to do so that you can finally ultimately get to do what you want to do. It's amazing. And so it's true. also very important. One of the things I discovered, because as I was growing up, um, I didn't go to like extra curriculum, um, you know, activities because my parents did, uh, or my grandmother didn't have much resources. So I actually skipped out the whole time of like kind of, you know, exploring who I am, what I love and so on. I love to write and all of those things, but no one was really supporting it. So I had to start to actually discover my, um, you know, hobby, my passions uh, throughout the years, through workshops and through travels and through meeting people and reading books and so on to figure out what those different, you know, um, uh, life purposes are. Like one of the examples I bring here, I had a really deep fear of uh, deep waters. And as a kid, some uh, gypsy woman, you know, projected at me and said, you will die in deep waters. And I was just so scared. I didn't want to go to any deep waters. And until I got to Hawaii, where I swam with the wild dolphins and I happened to be invited into a water therapy class. And with those three days, I actually dissolved my water fear, mm -hmm. the deep water fear, went back into the ocean and I actually started to learn how to free dive. And just some years later did actually the free diver license um, for going down to 60 feet, you know. Wow. So, and then I discovered all these people started to come to me and asking, Crystal, 
I hear that you have worked with your water fear. Can you help me? Yes. And I had no idea what that was even or what, what that's like kind of looking like. I just was open enough to get the invitation to start to work. And universe was like, you know, organizing me a client who had a pool and we started to work with her. And then it started to roll from there. And now I have developed actually my own water modality, which I call Wantra. So, and that's one of my life purposes. Mm-hmm. So, so she went from a fear to now uh, having... Actually helping uh, people through that. It, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. And I always say that as, as coaches, we, we, we can't take anyone anywhere that we haven't dared to go ourselves. So I, exactly. I love that. Now, now I, I know that you have this program that you're, that you're starting. I, I want you to share... Um, if you if you can, how people can find you? What's the best way to to get a hold of you, uh, folks? I want to make sure, uh, and you're hearing a lot of really really great information today. But I want to really really encourage you to connect with Michael and Crystal. Um, try do what you can. They're very active on LinkedIn. They're very active on on other social platforms. Um, they're extremely generous in heart. In, in what they're sharing. They're always giving good information. They're always adding a lot of value. And there are people that serve like very few people I know. So can you share with us how they can find you, what your call letters are, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, we, we are out there on social media um, in pretty much anywhere. Uh, LinkedIn, um, you know, you can look up uh, Infinite Activation or Crystal Ra, Lakshmi Ditton or Michael Ditton. However you want to connect, you can. Mm-hmm. InfiniteActivation.com is our website. Um, yeah, on Facebook, Facebook, Infinite Activation. Yeah, Infinite Activation um, on Facebook. Instagram, Infinite Activation 88. And YouTube, if you put in Infinite Activation, it should actually pop up So um, nice. as well. And, and then we also, um, you know, InfiniteActivation at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we try to keep it simple. Um, if anybody just wants to send us an email, um, you know, we do, we do a lot on LinkedIn just because we're growing that side of it, but we're real heavy in Facebook. So, Good. uh, Good. yeah, we're there all the time. Regular, uh, weekly blogs, book, blog yeah. posts and videos. Yeah. And the program we are now opening up is one a recent one, which we actually put together because we were just kind of, uh, collecting all the feedback from our clients and, uh, all the pain points they had. So, we within 19 days we actually built this uh, course called uh, reinvent yourself mm-hmm. so which is actually going deeper with this um, you know relationship with yourselves relationship with others how to find your life purposes activate and then also how to create your uh, new future and freedom um, so that you can you know build a sustainable future where you thrive instead of strive you know and um, all of this, and we are actually doing it now, uh, building it up in two ways. One is the group coaching and one is like um, one-on-one. one-on-one coaching. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the inner family coaching program is very dear to my heart mm-hmm. because this is a longer one. It's four months uh, course, but um, it's uh, individual coaching. And what people have got from that one, too, is like beyond like words, you know, um, some people have like found their new partner. Some have just like fixed themselves, you know, inside out. Some have figured out their life purposes. Some have manifested more money. 
And that holistic abundance is the red like kind of line through all of these people. And it makes us so happy to see that we can contribute to this uh, new world that way. Yeah, and each of our programs are layers and layers deep. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you read off the title that we have on uh, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. uh, helping entrepreneurs, um, you know, in 28 days. The reason we say that is because the tools that we have, like in the Reinvent Yourself um, within that is also going to be a seven-step program uh, to accomplish any um, uh, realistic uh, task or goal in 28 days. Great. The reason we feel that we can help people in 28 days is because of the task that they'll go through in those 28 days. And it it's... Of course, they have to implement. They have to implement. Right, like anything. right, right. right. Yeah, you, you're like taking a horse you know, to water. You can't make them drink, but right. you can take them there. So... Um, the seven, the reinvent yourself has the seven steps in it. And these seven steps is something that is revolutionary. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen anybody else do it. Mm -hmm. It's a regimented seven step program that takes you through a 28 day course in bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. So you're not overwhelmed with looking at a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I actually, because everybody says break things down in smaller steps. I actually send it to you in smaller steps Mm. so that you have no choice. Nice, Mm. nice. And this actually idea also came from one of the classes or events we went. So Michael listened to that guidance from the inner woman do that. During his event. And two days later, he had that program already done. So Michael has become much better man because he has united and now is really listening, paying attention what the inner woman is saying and then implementing. So I think this is all of our responsibility to start to take this uh, guidance we get from the other side more, you know, seriously and put it in action. And if each one of us would do that, we will all be um, better than enough and uh, well, and also, you know, really thriving in life. Amen. So folks, I I want to listen. I, and, and the only thing I can, I can say uh, to add to that is that right now is a really, really great time for us to be taking advantage of, of opportunities like this and programs that will help us grow. You know, we're going to be on the other side of this um, any minute now, uh, hopefully. And, 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 you know, we get to decide what that new normal is going to look like. We all know that normal before does not exist anymore and it's not coming back. And maybe it's a great thing. Because so many people were were miserable, and this has forced a pause. This has forced uh, a reflection, and I think now is a really good time. So I want you to encourage you to look up uh, Michael and Crystal. Look up their programs. It's a great time to take advantage because we don't have the excuse that we don't have time because we're not driving anywhere. We're not stuck in traffic for three hours. So I want you to I want you to do that, Michael and Crystal. I am beyond grateful that you have made the time to come and share with us. I know with your permission, I would love to have you back because I know things are constantly changing and you have so many other areas that you can speak to. So if you, if you are willing, I would love to have you back because I know what a tremendous blessing you are to, to, to the audience. And that's, we're all in this together. So the more we can serve and, and, and help each other grow to that next level, the better the world will be for it. So for now, folks, I want you to do good and be great. And even if you don't have permission, please go outside and play. We need that vitamin D. And we've had some gorgeous days out there. So get out there and do it. Have a good one, guys.